This is The Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowley Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Essler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'll be your host, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck, joined by professional sports better Dave Essler. So we're going to be running down all six NFL wildcard games for you. Dave, we've made it. It's the NFL playoffs, college football in the rearview mirror. Nothing but the path to the Super Bowl left here. Yeah, I'm excited. The Patriots are going to get a new coach. and Alabama doesn't have a coach, so my two favorite teams are I might, I might be talking to being a Packers fan next year. Dave, I almost texted you uh, Monday night when Michigan won the Natty, and then I almost texted you yesterday with the Nick Saban news because I, I figured you had to be in a tough spot. Uh, you know, all good things must come to an end. I, I You know, if, if, my, if whatever team I decide I like, because I'll always be a New England fan. I grew up there. I had season tickets. You know, what they did is unprecedented, and, and what Alabama has done won't be duplicated. I think I read somewhere. I, I read some ridiculous stats on, on Alabama since Saban's been there, and, you know, it was fun while it lasted. It was enjoyable. You know, some some uh, some schools and some NFL teams fans, you know, never get that opportunity, so... You know, I'll take it for what it's worth. Well, I don't know who said it, but I'll just say some ancient proverb probably did. Don't be sad because it's over. Smile because it happened. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way I feel. You know, I I will not be getting new, a new wardrobe because most of my stuff that I wear, especially in the winter, is Alabama or New England. But, you know, it's fun. Well, let's jump into the NFL wildcard playoff games. Before that, if you want to find any of our content, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor, or you can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler, or some of his work on pregame.com. Dave, let's jump right into our first NFL wildcard here. First game out of the shoot Saturday afternoon. It's going to be the Cleveland Browns heading to Houston to take on the Texans currently in this one. Cleveland favored by two and a half with the total sitting there at 44 and a half. What are your thoughts on uh, Cleveland Houston? Yeah. I mean, the stats are old about rookie quarterbacks making their first playoff start. And obviously CJ Stroud is, and they are at home, which doesn't typically happen, but you know, I keep waiting for Cleveland's bubble to burst and it, it just doesn't. Uh, and I, you know, Sunday during the games when, but before the seeding was all said and done, I was going to look to back Cleveland, but I don't know if I can here against Houston. There's something different about that team. And, you know, I know what Flacco's doing and, you know, Flacco was, was unemployed, you know, six or eight weeks ago. And, you know, I, I, I kind of trust him, but not really. So, you know, honestly, I, I think it's going to be a very close game. And I, you know, Houston, I've, I've watched a lot of their games lately and, you know, they're just playing on a different level. I, I, you know, I'll have due respect for Stefanski. Um, D'Amico Rhymes is probably should be coach of the year uh, with what he's done versus their expectations. And, you know, I, I'm kind of a believer in Houston, so I'm I'm going to probably go with, with Houston here. I mean, I know Cleveland's got an elite defense, but, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I just think Houston is a, a bit unconscious, home and hot and – they have momentum, and that's something I don't like to bet against. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Houston, and you know, as I was starting that sentence, um, circa in Vegas went from two and a half down to two, uh, and there's a couple other books that are two and a half, and it's kind of reduced juice. So 
it doesn't look like it's going to go to three anytime soon. Uh, so what I'll probably do is is take the two and a half and buy the hook and take Houston plus three. My initial thoughts when looking at this game was I wanted to take the over and I wanted to take Houston, but this is a rematch from earlier in the season. I mean, it was a high scoring game, but that was Davis Mills at quarterback when Stroud had the concussion. Obviously, Joe Flacco was still there, dug into it a little bit more. And I think if I had to make one singular play on this game, I think I would take the under. And my reason being is this is going to be the best defense that CJ Stroud sees all season. This is going to be his first playoff start. Might be a little tense. And then you look at it. Yeah, I know that the Browns put up 36 on the same defense, but they were a little banged up towards the end of the year, a little healthier now. And at the same time, if you you talked about D'Amico Ryans, he is a good coach and he's a good defensive coach. I think the second time around seeing Joe Flacco, I think they're able to make adjustments and at least limit. They're not scoring 36 points this time around. I think I would uh, definitely lean with the under at 44 and a half. I know the market, it's come up a point, but I think the under is what I would play. I would lean towards the Browns, but I'm not very confident in that. Yeah, I mean, the market is, it's ticked up a little bit, but you would expect that because right now, uh, you know, across most of the sports books, uh, 72% of the tickets and 94% of the money are on the over. Uh, And it still hasn't gone to 45, which as most people know is a pretty critical number. So, I think the under is probably, I don't want to say safe, nothing is safe, but if I were to bet a total, it would be the under. So there you go. Dave likes the the Texans. He said he'd probably buy the hook for plus three, and I would go with the under 44 and a half in that game. Uh, Let's move to our second game. This would be the Saturday night game. It's going to be the Miami Dolphins traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Currently in this one, Market back up to Chiefs favored by four and a half. Total sitting there. Depending on where you look, I'm seeing 43 and a half, 44, and then 44 and a half with some juice. So we'll just call it 44 even. Dave, what are you thinking for Miami, Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, by now everybody knows it's going to be cold. And I think it's going to be one of, if not the coldest uh, NFL games ever played, which obviously doesn't bode well for Miami and you know, Tua hasn't won a game in under 40 degrees, and it'll probably be below zero. I'm not ready to anoint Kansas City as the AFC champions, but, you know, they're still an above-average football team, and I would expect Kansas City to get the better of this. Um, I mean, you know, Waddle will be back, but, you know, I think, you know, the, the Chiefs receivers, Pacheco's healthy, the Chiefs receivers, you know, as, as long as Mahomes doesn't try to feed Kadarius Tony too often, I think what he's probably going to do is go back to old reliable Travis Kelsey, and I will bet Kelsey props over. I believe I saw his yards were at 56 or 57 last night. Uh, I think that's adjusted for A, the cold, and B, recent history. But I think with the playoffs on the line, I guess the noise will be a bit muffled because everybody in the stadium will be a bit muffled because it's so cold. But you know, I'm really not going to try to outthink the room. I don't know too many people that like Miami here. I bet I bet the Chiefs minus four. Uh, I don't love it because it may well be low scoring, but the Chiefs defense it is is pretty elite. And, you know, I, I don't know that Tua can hold on to the ball in the backfield. I can see a turnover there. So I, I think Kansas City gets this done. Uh, and I think everybody and their brother will will win this game and, and probably lose with the Browns. So it'll be a it'll be a win for the for the books. This game overseas was lined as the Chiefs favored by one and a half. 
At that time, the Chiefs were seven and two. The Miami Dolphins were six and three. Since then, Chiefs have been four and four and have not beaten a team that's currently in the playoffs. Miami went five and three with a win over Dallas, but I feel like there's a lot of people holding it against them, getting blown out by Baltimore and then figuring out a way to lose that game against Buffalo where I just don't see, I understand the two points for home field. You got to imagine Waddle plays and Mosert plays, even though they've been held out recently. I just thought that getting over the field goal with the Dolphins, sometimes I think the cold and the home road splits can be a little overplayed. We'll see how that goes. But I also like the under in this game. Uh, They play, like I said, they played to a lower scoring game the first time. I think it plays that way this time. It's just the matchups. Both teams like to throw the football. Both teams are really good against the pass. Dolphins are really good against the run. Chiefs are decent. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be fun. That ball is going to be like a rock. I looked at the Dolphins plus the points, and I would go with the under 44 and a half. Yeah, I can't take Miami. I mean, yeah, they got a bunch of wins, but, you know, they haven't really beaten a good team. Um, Dallas would be an okay team, but that game could have gone either way. I mean, that that win streak, you know, they beat Miami's win streak. They beat they beat the Raiders at home uh, barely. Yeah, they beat the Jets in Washington on the road, but then they come back home and they lose outright to Tennessee, who just fired their coach, you know, the Jets, and then they – and then that it's just the way they looked in that game against Buffalo when the when the difference between a two and a six seed uh was was uh on the line. You know, they they just didn't look great. Um so I I just couldn't do it. I, I know the Chiefs aren't as formidable as they used to be, but I don't think Miami's the same team that hung seventy on Denver in in September either. Well, let's move to Sunday football. It's gonna be the first game out of the shoot. It's gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to take on the Buffalo Bills. Currently in this one, Bills favored by 10. Total sitting there at, depends on where you look, I'm seeing 36.5 down to 35.5. Dave, what are you thinking for Pittsburgh-Buffalo? Yeah, well, that total opened at 41, and I think, again, by now everybody knows why it's down to 35.5 or 36. Uh, It's going to blow a steady 25 to 30 all day, and they have predicted wind gusts up to 50. So, you know, go figure. And there's a huge part of me that wants to to take Pittsburgh with those points. I mean, you're getting about 28% of the points projected before the game starts. And to be fair, if T.J. Watt was playing, I would. Rudolph's going to struggle trying to throw the ball, but so is Josh Allen. I mean, there's a couple of ways to look at this. And, you know, what I am going to do, they say the wind. Well, the wind's going to affect both teams. So. I had to go ahead and take the Steelers team total under. I bet it at 15 and a half, uh, but it was minus 175 at, at bet online, I believe. Might have been DraftKings. And all I wanted was a 14. So if anybody wants to bet it, you know, you could, you, if it's 15 and a half at bet online, you could bet 14 and a half and not pay quite nearly the juice. I'm still not even convinced that that's going to happen because, you know, in that kind of wind, you're going to have interceptions. Um, some other things I'll be looking at there is is field goal props. I mean, the books haven't put them up yet. Maybe they don't. Even if there is a field goal, it's going to be it's going to be quite difficult. So I would be, I'm looking at field goal props under probably longest score under. And what I'll also do is I will live bet that game once I see who wins the wins the coin toss or who who is going into the wind first. Uh, I will take the other team in the first quarter 
I don't care if it's Pittsburgh or Buffalo, and I may just bet quarter by quarter just doing that too. You know, 10 points is an ass load. Buffalo hasn't looked that good. I just think it's going to be a super low scoring game, and Pittsburgh under two touchdowns was the best I could come up with. Yeah, I, we're kind of thinking along the same lines here. I, I didn't really love anything in this game, but if I had to make a bet, it just seemed like when you look at all the the stats and all the numbers, everything points to Buffalo. Plus they're at home. It's not supposed to be good weather, like you mentioned. And if there was a quarterback that you would imagine to have a, an advantage would be the stronger armed Josh Allen. TJ Watt out, that's obviously a huge blow to Pittsburgh. But that kind of what makes me want to take Pittsburgh at plus the 10. It's kind of the contrarian point of view. You mentioned how you know Buffalo had to get hot to get into the playoffs and then ended up being the two seed. Well, some of those wins down the stretch, I mean, you barely beat the Chargers. You barely beat New England. Probably shouldn't have beaten Miami. I mean, it's a lot of close games. They're not blowing teams out like you would expect this Buffalo roster. Gun to head, I think I would play the Steelers plus the 10. Yeah, I, if I were going to bet um, by default, that's the bet I would make. Um, I'm not going to lay 10 points. I mean, I don't think Buffalo is going to put up a lot of points either. And, you know, quite frankly, Pittsburgh might have the better running game aside from Josh Allen. So Josh Allen rushing props over is probably a good bet. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a bunch of called runs uh, just because, you know, they're not just going to hand the ball off up the middle all night either. With or without TJ Watt. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren have actually been running the ball pretty well, which I think has helped Mason Rudolph out quite a bit. But uh, that'll be our Steelers-Bills game. Let's move to the next game on Sunday. Dave, this might be, for some of us, the most important game on the slate. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Currently in this one, Dallas favored by seven and a half. Total sitting there at 50 and a half. Your thoughts on Packers-Cowboys? I kind of really wanted to bet Green Bay going into the playoffs. And then I saw this matchup and I'm like, ah, you know, Dallas home road splits are pretty well documented. But, you know, um, and then they talk about your boy Jordan Love and, you know, first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs, and they use the word rookie. Well, he's not a rookie. He's a third-year guy. Does that make a difference? I don't know. But again, one of the things I, I like to bet on going into the playoffs, at least in the first round, is momentum, and Green Bay has it, and Dallas doesn't really. I mean, yeah, they beat the crap out of Washington, but, you know, that's the outlier, and it was relatively meaningless to both teams, really, and, and for all intents and purposes. And then you have the Dallas, the history. You know, at one point this year, I was kind of fooled into thinking Dallas had got over that hump. But their uh, performance in big games, I guess maybe it's been subpar. So, I, you know, I, I don't think they're just going to go in there and steamroll Green Bay. Um, I, I do respect Dallas's defense. Um, but there's the whole McCarthy thing. I mean, I don't know that, uh, you know, I don't know who would be more motivated, Green Bay to beat him or him to beat Green Bay. Probably him to beat Green Bay, but, you know, I don't trust his judgment. You know, he, he could get more motivated to beat Green Bay than he could to beat the, to win the Super Bowl, and that's a little bit concerning. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers with the seven and a half points. That's what I did earlier this week as well, Dave. If I could talk to Matt LaFleur, and if he told me that he guarantees that Aaron Jones gets 20 to 25 touches, I would love the Packers at seven and a half. Now, he got 22 carries last week, and look at what he did to the Bears. He obviously hasn't been healthy all season, but if there's one chink in that uh, Cowboys armor, it's the run game. And we know that they have a great passing defense. We know that they can get after the passer. 
if the Packers can run the football, I think they're very live to cover this game and maybe keep it close enough to see it's down to the wire towards the end of the game. I do think the Cowboys win, but I do think Green Bay keeps it within a touchdown. And to your point with the Cowboys, they're uh, ineligible reporting away from losing three out of their last four. And yep. Green Bay had to get hot more in the second half of the season. Jordan Love is is looking like a poised quarterback, though it is his first year starting. I just really think the key is if Aaron Jones can run the football right at the Cowboys, I think the Packers definitely cover this game, so I agree with you. I didn't really have a, a lean on the side because I don't know what the Packers' defense does. You know what I mean? Some days they look decent. Other days, Cowboys are going to put up 35. Oh, I get it. It's – um. You know, that's that's the that's the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, that's the you know, I wish I knew, too, I guess. It's, that's kind of the you know, if the Packers defense keeps Dallas in check, then they have an outside shot at winning that game. If they don't, they then they maybe get killed and we're all wrong. At least if, if the defense does play poorly like it has at times this year. I think if they can run the football, that should open it up for Jordan Love. And if Christian Watson's back, that'll help stretch the field where it could still be like a, we'll just say a 35 to 28 type game. But if if the Packers defense actually shows up and plays like they have at better times this year, I think they, they could be live to win. I, I think so too. But, um, you know, I think taking seven and a half points is – is uh, the absolute way to go. So there we go. Dave and I agree on Packers-Cowboys taking the Packers plus the seven and a half. The next game we're going to look at, it's going to be Sunday night football. We have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Currently in this one, Detroit favored by three, total sitting there at 51 and a half. Dave, your thoughts on Rams-Lions? Yeah, you know, I really don't like this game. I got to be honest with you. Um, However, I'm going to take the Rams. And I think one of the reasons I'm going to take the Rams is I trust McVay. I know we got quarterbacks that used to play for the other team here. Um, who's more motivated? You know, I don't know. I think the Rams have just been playing better down the stretch. I mean, now that they got Cup and Nicole are healthy, I mean, they've been scoring at will, which means a lot of people will love this over. Uh, I'm not sure about that, uh, but I'm, I'm going to pass the total. It's a it's a pretty big number. I don't love this game, but I don't see the Rams getting blown out. I lean Rams here plus the three, and you know what I could conceivably do is, you know, tease tease the Rams up to whatever. Uh, hopefully, get a three and a half and tease them to ten with six and a half with any number of other teams. But you know, this is probably my my weakest opinion on all of these games. Uh, which way to go so you know you're the nfc north guy so you tell me when i first saw this this game that this was going to be the matchup and the lines were released i like the rams and i like the over and and the reason why i would play the rams is you mentioned the quarterbacks used to play for the opposing teams well if you remember sean McVay traded jared goff he didn't want jared goff anymore so maybe there's some motivation there for jared goff but I think Sean McVay knows him too well. And he got his quarterback in Stafford, who I think is going to be motivated to beat Detroit. Clearly, you even mentioned it with Stafford. I'll go one further. When the Rams have Stafford and Kyron Williams both playing in healthy, this team has been really, really good. 
And you mentioned how now Cooper Cup is healthy. Nakua is healthy. I would have liked because, like, I think there was some three and a halfs there for a second. Always would have loved the hook. I think I would still play the Rams. And I would lean with the total, though it doesn't look like uh, the market necessarily agrees with that. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough game. But, you know, I got to lean Rams there. I, You know, I've said it before. Vegas doesn't have big old buildings and offshore bookmakers don't have tens of millions of dollars to advertise by giving away money. And the Lions just look like they're, they, you know, I think people are going to see that as a gift and I'm not so sure that it is. Well, I think that the the Lions probably can move the football against the Rams. And when we look at the, the, the Lions defense though, they were exposed in the secondary. And if Kyron Williams continues to run the ball as well as he has, uh, Detroit has faded a bit against the run from where they were beginning of the year. If he can run it consistently and that gives Stafford even more of an open field, I think we could see a shootout where it is a high scoring game. Uh, So that's why I leaned with the over, Uh, but let's move to our final game. This will be Monday night football final wild card game of the slate. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers currently in this one Eagles favored by three total sitting there at 43 and a half. Dave, your thoughts for the, the final wild card game. Yeah, I mean this one was a de facto easy bet for me. Uh, give me the give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the points. Um, just as positive momentum is a good thing going into the playoffs, negative momentum is a bad thing. And you know we know what the Eagles have done. You know they've lost five out of six. They've only beaten the Giants. You know basically since Thanksgiving, and you know even most of their wins early in the season were against marginal teams. And yeah, they beat Tampa Bay here. You know, back in week three, I think 25 to 11, but these are two different teams right now. You know, Philadelphia was coming off the, the Super Bowl thing. And, you know, you think about it in week one, they they barely beat New England. And, and we see how bad of a win that is anymore. And then they beat Minnesota and, you know, they let Minnesota score 28 points at, at home. Then they beat the Bucs. They beat Washington. They beat the Rams, but that was a, a, a binged up team. They lost to the Jets. You know, and, and, you know, just look at their performance last week in a game they really kind of needed to win against the Giants. And they, they basically got manhandled and let both Tyrod Taylor and Danny DeVito do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And, you know, I know Tampa Bay only put up nine points in Carolina last week, uh, but they didn't give up any. I know against the Panthers, that's not a huge accomplishment, but, you know, whatever you can shut out a team, you, you're doing well. And, you know, they're at home. Um, their fans are, are into it. I don't think they're as good as, you know, I thought maybe they'd be better midseason than they really are. And they do get kind of hot and cold as Baker goes. Uh, but they got two healthy wide receivers and the Eagles have the Eagles have issues. So I will take the home team plus the points. Well, there's this guy that I know. His name is Dave Essler. And he once said, don't bet on teams to do something that they haven't done all year. And that was Philadelphia to win impressive. That's that's exactly right. And when I saw this line and I saw you could get three, Tampa Bay had to be the play. You mentioned all the unimpressive Eagles games. And now you also mentioned how they've lost five out of six. They hadn't been impressive all year. Now they're on a losing streak. They're talking about potentially firing Sirianni. Jalen Hurts, I think, hurt his hand. He doesn't look too into it. You have A.J. Brown, who's been a distraction because he's upset. This is just a dysfunctional team right now. 
And Tampa Bay has to have the third game of the season on their mind. Eagles beat them in Tampa week three, but now they feel like they're the more, you know, put together team. And the one thing the Eagles do do and that they can rely on is running the football, but Tampa Bay actually stops the run. And I don't feel confident in them throwing the football with Hertz's bad hand and AJ Brown being upset and the whole offense just looking bad. I'll take the Bucks plus three and I would lean with the over. And I know the market. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you another thing is uh, Monday night in Tampa, you might see some rain, which I would think would help Tampa Bay, but not taking teams to do what they haven't done is, is one thing. But another thing is, you know, people think, Oh, it's the Eagles, Jalen Hurts and, you know, AJ Brown and, they were in the Super Bowl uh, last year. Marquette Smith. and Well, you know, you don't just flip a switch and, okay, we're going to play good this week because you don't just do that anyway. But don't you think they would have already done that against maybe Arizona, uh, the Giants, Seattle on the road, anybody, Dallas on the road? I mean, they, they have just been destroyed. You know, the only time they put up basically more than 20 points in those games was uh, Giants and, and Arizona. But, you know, they gave up 25 to the Giants. Then they gave up 27 to the Giants, and they gave up 20, 35 to the Cardinals. So my only caution there is I think I don't know anybody that likes Philadelphia, and I know how that oftentimes ends not well. But I would pass the game before I would take the Eagles. Well, that'll do it for our NFL wildcard weekend slate of games. Again, if you want to find any of our content, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor. You can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler or his work at pregame.com. Before we're out of here, just ask that you download, listen, subscribe, and share Winner's Take with your friends. Dave, any other, I guess, closing thoughts or any prop bets that have crossed your path that maybe you're interested in or maybe you've wagered on? Other than that, that's the wild card weekend for you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it'll be enjoyable. We usually get three days of it and there's some teams that played Monday night, both Buffalo and and, and Miami. Um, and Miami, going back to that game, you know, they play Saturday and they played Monday night against Buffalo. So, you know, the schedule makers sure did Kansas City a favor there. I, I neglected to mention that early, but that that's a factor too. We will be back next week for the NFL divisional round. We'll cover every single game next week as well. But until then, let's continue to win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at MadCitySportsZone.com, in the Zone app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, rate, subscribe.